So who are you rooting for this weekend between the Redskins and the Dolphins? Okay, so wait. So let's kick this off. Okay, so we haven't done a podcast in, I don't know, it's been a while. Long time. So we're finally back on, and I do want to talk about the NFL. Okay. Um, and what I want to talk to you about around the NFL is two things. One is because of the Browns, I'm going to blame it on the Browns, and mm-hmm. because of the Houston um, uh, Astros and the Cubs Sixers. and Kansas City Royals, there's this idea that like if we tank, if we just we bottom rebuild, out, we can rebuild from the draft. Yeah. We can make a good team. Now, the brands are showing that in the NFL, it's at best, it's going to be like a four to five year process. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so, my to first question to you as a huge Dolphins fan is yeah. Are you okay with them doing this? No, of course not. Why not? No, I think it's a disaster. Okay. Cause, because the deal is, is that I want them to win every game okay and i don't care i care less i've lived now a long time without winning championships and i am less i just want as many good afternoons in an autumn as i can get and that includes preseason regular season or playoffs i want them to win right now as often as they can Okay. And so like, to me like this, where like they're angling for some like future is just, you know, I mean, maybe it'll work and then everybody's wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, I'm totally rooting for them this Sunday. I mean, I want them to beat the Redskins (laughs) and, and it's just, you know, I mean, to me, it's just sort of, it gets away from it's, it's way to, um, it's way too calculating and way too wise and that sort of thing. You just, you know, put the best team you can out there and try to win. And I, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't like it at all, but you know, it's their team and that's what they're doing. And so whatever, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we've seen this actually, I think that this is what's going on in, in all sorts of, a number of different parts of society that, that, you know, well, let's just, you know, let's gut it, let's take it down to the studs and then, you know, and redo the whole thing. And, um, um, I mean, I think that's what's going on kind of like nationally, uh, the national federal government. I don't know. No. And, but when it comes to sports, no, I don't like it. I don't know that I'm going to be here for next season or five years from now, you know, and nobody does, by the way, that doesn't have anything to do with being 51, but I mean that, you know, that's just, I just, I just don't buy it. No, I want to win. You know, I want them to, to not just win, but like legitimately compete and like every part of the organization compete. I do think that the players who are on the roster now, are trying their best to win. I know that they, you know, that's, that's the line. That's, it's not like the players are trying to, to put, to play poorly, but obviously, you know, they've gutted the roster and, right. And all that kind of stuff. And no, I just don't agree. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny. The first team I remember really going through something like this oddly was the Yankees. And, but see, baseball to me is so different. Because what the Yankees did, and this would have been, what, in the 90s, I guess. What the Yankees did was they 
they brought in new management and the new mm -hmm. management team said, look, in baseball to win, you have to have a strong farm system. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot win consistently without a strong farm yeah. system. And so they, what they, what their focus really was like, look, we're not going to buy, go out and spend a bunch of money on a bunch of free agents. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is we're going to retool our entire farm system from the bottom yeah. up and right. we're going to home grow our talent. Yeah. And that's what led to Derek Jeter and all those teams that right. won all those world series. But to me, baseball is so different than football. Like there is no farm system. Yeah. In football, right? You're taking one offs on players that may or may not hit. Like you just don't know. And there's yeah. no time to develop them. It's like they have to hit first year really to get much out of them if they're yeah. like certain positions, right? Like a running back. If you get a yeah. running back as a rookie and he doesn't hit, well, it's a buzz pretty much. Yeah, right. And so I don't think it's I don't think it's comparable. And I think it's a mistake that these NFL things are treating it as though it's comparable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I think you have to just try to keep, I think the saints are a better concept or what the Colts have done. And the, the saints pretty much had their core team there. And then they hit on a few draft picks. Yeah. Like in one year, you know, they had like three draft picks yeah. that really came out of nowhere for them. Yeah. And suddenly they were one of the best teams in the NFL. Right. And I think that's a trying to build that core and then hoping mm -hmm. you hit on a few guys mm -hmm. seems to me to be a better fit than trying to just tear down to nothing and build up. I mean, the Browns, you know, if they don't hit next year, because obviously they're not hitting this year. If they don't hit next year, their window's closing. Yeah. Right? Because contracts are going to start coming up. They're not going to be able to afford all these right. guys. At least the window, yeah, the window for this like collection of, of players. Right. Here's, here's the thing. The so this whole idea that you're going to tank, build up, and win, yeah. if like, what do you do after that window, right? Yeah, That's, right. You have to be in a sustained mode at that point. Yeah. And by know. the way, the Browns are two and three. Yeah. Browns are two and three. You know, no, they're, they're struggling. They were 500 last year and they're two and three this year. And, and, uh, and they're an ugly two and three. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I agree with you about that. First of all, we're talking about different sports, although I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think in any of them kind of on the more, the points that I talked about, but, but when it comes to football too, um, Okay, so if we're going to hold up – it's not like the Patriots, um, like, created – became this great team through, you know, acquiring um, a dozen players who everybody in the league knew to get their hands on. Right. Okay? Now, we can argue about how they got to be a great team. You know, I, I think cheating is absolutely – central to, to why they are who they are. I absolutely do believe that, but whatever, if we're going to hold them up as kind of the model franchise, right. Um, it's not as though, so what are we supposed to do? Pile up six round draft picks and play the lottery that we get the next Tom Brady in the sixth round. You know, it, we're not doing that. I mean, we're trying to pile up these high, high draft picks. So I, I just think the NFL is so um, aside 
aside from the Patriots' dominance in the last, you know, 10 to 12 years, um, there is such tremendous parity. And even though we have, you know, we have a, a handful of teams that have kind of like can sort of consistently been in the playoffs, sort of consistently competed, that sort of thing. We've really only had one team that kind of like has stayed at the top. Over right. the, the league is really rigged toward dom- uh, toward parity, which is what Roselle set up, you know, years ago intended to. And, um, and so like, you know, we could roll back. One of the last podcasts that we had was after the Dolphins beat the Patriots last oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. And if they had won out, they would have gone to the playoffs. Yeah. They would have got now. No, now, I was, we were all in to keep case. And uh, yeah, we we were on a team that was um, had the opportunity to control its destiny to have gotten in the playoffs and would have been the last team to beat the, the team that ultimately won the Super Bowl championship. So you can make a case that had they done that, they might have been the second best team in the league last year. You know, you could make a case. Now we've gutted that all together in the hope of this, like, well, we're going to acquire the exact right players. To me, the one where it makes the most sense is the NBA, where you have – that's a league, and I'd have to think about it more deeply. But well, if one, you get LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. With so much emphasis of, you know, the more moving parts you have on the field of play – the less impact that anyone's going to have. Well, basketball only got the five. And so like, if you can get, you know, three of the top 20 players, you're going to be a, right. you're going to be in contention. And so they're hard to do. Them. I mean, Oklahoma city did that in the draft at one point, but that's really hard to repeat. I mean, it's really hard to draft that well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, you got to do it. Cause you just don't know how these guys are going to pan out until they yeah. actually start playing. Cause let's face it. You never know. I love Jamal Mashburn. He's my favorite UK player of all time. I think he's, he's, he's the best offensive player I've ever seen play college basketball. Yeah. Period. I, yeah. He could score any way he wanted to anytime. Yeah. And he, you know, very openly talked on that, uh, 30 for 30 he was on about money and, and athletics that when he got to the NBA, he was on a 10-year career. Mm-hmm. He was looking at this as how can I make money for 10 years? How can I protect my income? How can I retire and have a good life? Yeah. Right. That was his NBA career to him. It right. wasn't about how many championships I can win. Right. And so you don't know what's motivating these guys when you draft really? them. Like you have no idea what's driving. So yeah. who's going to be the next Michael Jordan or who's going to be the next LeBron yeah, exactly. But I can kind of, if you, if you, if I had to make an argument for the tanking idea, the league that is the most of the three, I don't know anything about, about any sports other than these three and okay. of the three of the three, the only one that it really makes much sense at all to me for is basketball. And I would also point out that, the NBA is has you know over the course of my life has been the less the least interesting of the three the right. way that's that it's set up. I mean, if I, I if I was going to do anything with the NBA, I'd say, well, let's do this. Let's get rid of a single season. Instead, let's have three one um, you know single elimination tournaments a year. Right. You know, let's let's just have you know something like that and create some 
some competitive juice because once you get into to seven game series, you know, it's really hard for there to actually be upsets. Well, and I think the argument in baseball that people are missing, again, like I said earlier, it's not that you tank to lose a bunch of games to get a draft pick. It's that you tank not because you're purposely losing games. What you're doing is just saying, look, we're putting all our our resources toward this and rebuilding our our younger players and rebuilding our structure. The Angels are a great example of why this is necessary. You've got the greatest baseball player potentially of our lifetime. Yeah, right, right. Who cannot get into the playoffs because apparently the Angels have no minor league infrastructure at all. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, they're providing no good young players to go with them. Yeah. They constantly try to pick up guys in free agency who don't help at all. Like they've not been able to build anything around it. Yeah. And then you look at the Nationals. The Nationals are able to let Bryce Harper go. Yeah. Um, better. Who came up through their farm system, but they're able to replace him with other guys who have come up through their farm system. Yeah. Right. And they're still in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that model in baseball makes sense to me because if you don't have this and, – and I think this is proven out by what the Patriots do, what the Eagles did a few years ago, what the Seahawks have done, which is that it's not about having, like, the best star player. Mm-hmm. It's about having the best core of players, depth of players, mm-hmm. right, across positions. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why the Seahawks were so good. It, it, yes, they had Russell Wilson. Okay. And he's, he's an amazing quarterback, but they drafted really smartly. Yeah. They built tremendous depth at all their positions, except for offensive line, so that if there were injuries, they could cover, you know, they could fill in. I mean, that's the Patriots to a T. Right, the Patriots always have a guy stepping in to cover for somebody that gets hurt, mm-hmm. somebody you've never heard of before. Suddenly right. they're like, you know, yeah, and they coach the heck out of these guys. Right. Obviously, using cheating methods, I get that. But. Yeah. So with the Dolphins tanking and done for say five years, who yeah. are you rooting for? Well, I, I mean, I'm still rooting for the Dolphins, but then I end up, you know, I just kind of, what I'll tell you what's what what really goes on is that I just start losing interest. I mean, and that's the thing, like, like I've kind of gotten back into baseball finally in the last, um, last little bit, largely by largely just because of listening to the Kornheiser podcast and they are so excited about the nationals. Right. It kind of pulls in and, um, because they live in a team that has a horrible football team, you know, but you know, and so I kind of root for the people on the podcast and, and then, so then I root for the Nationals. And, uh, and of course, you know, I'm going to pay, pay attention to the A's because, because they're a favorite. Also, the MLB network is so good and we get it as part of our cable package, but it is so, so good. And to actually get to see the A's play is such a delight. Um, but when they, when they had that big strike over what, a season and a half or something like that? 94. Yeah, it wasn't even like I got angry at them. It's just I got out of the habit of paying attention to them. No, that was the end of me in baseball. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a suspension, you know, that we care at all about the sports. It's just, it requires a suspension of disbelief. Right. And if you give up that, I mean, if you, if they give you a reason 
to remind yourself that this stuff doesn't matter, it's not that hard to quit caring. Yeah, it's know? funny. That I wasn't was, even that was going on with me in the NFL this year. I was a little angry that year at the whole, the way it just all fell apart. Yeah. But um, at that point in '94, I was like as much into baseball as I'd ever been in my life. Yeah. I was reading about it all the time. I was watching it all the time. I went to games all the time. Yeah, it's true. You did. And um, that was kind of it for me. I was just kind yeah. of like, eh, you know. And once I moved out of Philadelphia and didn't have a team to sort of follow on a daily basis, you know, easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it just kind of all fell apart for me. I just, yeah. I don't really... You're right. It's like, I don't know what happened that year, but some reason I never really came back. And I think I think I worry about this with me and the Dolphins. It's like the further we get away from them being any good, the less I really care about the NFL at all. Sure, that's how I, I, I watch it like a TV show. Yeah, you know, and I have characters I like, like I like Lamar Jackson. Right. I have characters I don't like, like Tom Brady or Bill yeah. Belichick. Um, but it's not. I don't have that one core rooting interest, you right, know, exactly. like in 2000, when I'm listening to the Dolphins on the radio, play the Colts, um, in right. the playoff game, like I'm probably not doing that today, even if the Dolphins were in the playoffs. Right. Right. You know, right. And without, without genuine rooting interest, Sports just isn't that good. I mean, it's just not. It's not – there's not an NFL game. I mean, one of the – It's just a show. Yeah, it's just a show, and the show is not as good. And so, like, on Sunday afternoons now – I mean, with the baseball playoffs, I've kind of been flipping over to those. But on Sunday afternoons now, like, what, uh, the, the ABC affiliate here – shows um some Seinfeld reruns in the afternoon on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. I find myself getting stuck on those and not coming back to the NFL games, you right. know, because without a rooting interest, I just really don't care. So that's that's ultimately the biggest problem I have with the tanking thing is is that you you know, I cannot afford to be told don't pay attention to this, you know, just wait. We'll tell you when to pay attention again. I mean, I will shut it off. I won't come back. You know, uh, at least I just won't come back with the same you know, they're going to have to, it's going to be a total new build of, of who their fans are. But anyway. yeah, Kevin Sheehan has talked a lot about this with, Maybe that's a good person. with the Redskins. I listen to yeah. his podcast sometimes and he, you know, he, he's just so he's a lifelong fan. Yeah. He grew up there. It's his team his whole life. And he's so defeated by the whole thing. Yeah. And, and he doesn't know what to do now about, the NFL that he no longer has a team. Like he still roots for the Redskins. Like you said, he wants them to win every week. Yeah. But he doesn't believe they can ever do anything. Yeah. So his interest is waning, right? Over time. Yeah. And you don't, I don't think at a certain age, you can't get those people back. And no. I think you're, you know, obviously the kids growing up, you know, you think about Dolphins fans, like kids that would potentially be Dolphins fans. Well, if they're at an age where they're picking teams, yeah, you know, they're going to pick another team right now. Oh, of course. There's no you reason know. to pick the Dolphins or the Redskins or the right any of these teams. There's, there's. I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. That's all I care about. Yeah, 
that's fine. I want him to do well. I don't really care about the Ravens. I can't stand the Ravens, but I like yeah. Lamar Jackson. He's fun. Yeah. I root for him. I hope he does well. The rest yeah. of the league, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no team I like outside the Dolphins. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll sort of get involved with, um, you know, I kind of root for other people's teams, you know, whoever's, whoever's doing well and, I root for the Redskins for Go Heath, but they're horrible, so I can't really. No. No, I don't know. Well. (laughs) Around here, you know, there's a lot of Seahawks fans, so it's fun when the Seahawks do well because you see people wearing their Seahawks gear. Sure. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. And I like Russell Wilson, okay? He seems fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're good. I I I could root for them this year. I might end up rooting for them. I don't root against them. So how about them cats? Huh? Huh? That's Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. so the Hilltoppers bad. seem to be doing okay. Nah, I don't I don't know. You know, I don't even know what they're doing. They seems like they stomped up on ODU or somebody last week. I forget. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, it's such a shame. They um uh, you know, they they lost their starting quarterback. Right. Um right at the start. And then their uh their backup was doing really well. You know, they were leading Florida um in the second half and driving and they had this quarterback that they brought in from Troy and he um he makes this bad pass and it's returned for t- and on that play he hurt his hand he like went down streaked down and caught the guy and and tackled him before he scored a touchdown on the interception anyway he hurt his hurt, hurt his hand and he's lost his accuracy ever since then and so that really derailed it's really, I mean, they were going to have a rebuilding season anyway. Right. They they looked pretty sharp. They looked pretty good the first couple games in the first half against Florida. But um, well, they lost so much talent. Yeah, they did to the NFL, which is rare for them. Anyhow, and yeah. So I, uh, I'm kind of hoping. I'm hoping though, after this bye now, that maybe he's recovered more. And uh, of course, now they're talking about moving. Um, a wide receiver over to play quarterback. I don't know where they stand on that, but um, yeah, Western beat ODU twenty to three this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they they got uh, they got hammered by a lesser an FCS team at the opening of the season, and so I had I, that kind of told me to tune out. So I hadn't even paid attention to, to Western yet. So, yeah. They're doing okay, I think. You know, the, if they. If they do as well as they have been, they should make a bowl game. So, yeah. Which for a team like Western, I mean, there's this is the problem I have with NCAA football. There's nothing for a team like Western to play for other than, well, maybe we can make a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can win our conference. Maybe we can make a bowl game. Yeah. They can never actually compete to win the championship or anything. So, yeah. You know, but so they're on pace to make a bowl game. So they're, they're doing good. I mean, that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's the, that's their season. Doing better than Willie Taggart. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. So sad. All right. So next week. So next week, um, we'll do. Yeah, next uh, week we'll do our other thing. Okay. So we'll talk about that offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> See ya. Bye.